Welcome to the Flatline with your host, Rick Hughes. For the next 30 minutes, you'll be inspired, motivated, educated, but never manipulated. Now, your host, Rick Hughes. Morning, and welcome to the Flatline. I'm your host, Rick Hughes, and for the next few minutes, I'd like to invite you to stay with me. It's going to be 30 minutes of motivation. Some inspiration, some education, and we do it without any manipulation. That means we don't try to hustle you. We're not trying to con you into giving us anything. We don't need uh, anything like that. We're not trying to get you to join up, fess it up, give it up. The objective of this show is simply to give you something, accurate information, information from the Scripture, the canon of Scripture, the Bible, that will help you verify and perhaps identify God's plan for your life. And if you're able to do that, you always have the freedom to orient and adjust to the plan if you'd like to do so. But this show is not about any human speculation. This show is about divine revelation from the Scripture, where the Bible says the Word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than even a two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing of the soul and the spirit and of the joint and the marrow and is a critic of thought and intents of the heart. That's the word of God, alive and powerful. When we learn it, metabolize it, that means use it, apply it, then it has the ability to change the direction and the course of our life. You know, this show is about organizing a flat line in your soul. You do remember the flat line is made up of those 10 unique problem-solving devices. 10 unique problem-solving devices that you learn from the Scripture, you believe, and you apply into your life so that, consequently, you can stop the outside sources of adversity way before they become the inside source of stress. Adversity is inevitable, yes, but stress is optional. You should remember those 10 unique problem-solving devices. They're always there. They're available for you. And by the way, we published a book that deals with this. If you never got it, you're certainly welcome to get it free of charge. Uh, It's dealing with Christian problem-solving, the Christian problem-solving handbook. Remember, problem-solving device number one is the rebound technique. Problem-solving device number two is the filling of the Holy Spirit. Problem-solving device number three is the faith rest drill. And problem-solving device number four is you having doctrinal orientation. Number five, grace orientation. Number six, a personal sense of destiny. Number seven, personal love for God. Number eight, impersonal love for others. Number nine, sharing the happiness of God And number 10, being occupied with Jesus Christ. There are a lot of hours of teaching right in those 10 unique things. And we have gone over them on this radio show. We will continue to go over them from time to time and again and again. Hopefully so that you will be challenged and motivated to grow in the grace and the knowledge of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, I always get letters and and, uh, sometimes emails from listeners. I am very, very grateful for that. 
This is the way that I know that we're being heard. On occasion, some radio stations will fail to uh, play the show. Even though we have sent it to them, they'll have some sort of technical difficulty. And so our friends and listeners will contact us and say something happened and today your show did not play in my area. Please do that if that ever happens. It saves us a lot of money because I've never had a radio station call me and say, we failed to play your show. We're going to give you a refund. If you don't catch it, well, then you just lose the money you paid to buy the airtime. And we always trust God to provide our needs. He always has. But we do enjoy hearing from you, not not asking you to send money. That's not the point. But I enjoy hearing how God is working in your life through what you're learning on this radio show. Remember, I am not a pastor. It's not my job to be your pastor. I am a simple evangelist, and what I'm trying to do is to awaken a desire in your life to see if you have that hunger in your life so that you want to grow consistently. And if you do, that hopefully I can direct you where there is a qualified pastor, a man who is indeed prepared and who is spending his life studying and teaching the Word of God. That's my objective. I want to see you become a member of the pivot. That means a group of core believers, believers who are mature, solid, sound, spiritual believers, because you are what will deliver the nation. Just like Gideon took his 300 and delivered Israel from a Midianite invasion, God doesn't need thousands, but he needs a few well-qualified believers, not people that are shallow, not people that are in it just for the social contacts in their local church, but people that want to learn God's Word and apply it into their life on a daily basis, grow in the grace and the knowledge of their Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and glorify God to the maximum. If that's you, if you want to hear the Lord say, well done, my good and faithful servant, then you must get under a qualified pastor. You must begin to study God's Word consistently not just on Sunday, not just 30 minutes on Sunday morning and 30 minutes on Sunday night. I mean, obviously, that's better than nothing, but you're never going to grow with just a few minutes of Bible study. You're never going to grow with just a little devotion each morning. The way that you grow is to sit under the ministry of a qualified pastor, and I want to teach you that today. I want to go over that with you today. But I want to give you a verse that comes out of Jeremiah. This is a passage that's one of my favorite passages, and it deals with learning who God is. Listen to Jeremiah 9.23, and listen to the application that we'll try to make with this. The Lord says, Jeremiah 9.23, wise people should not boast, but they are wise. Powerful people should not boast that they are powerful. Rich people should not boast that they are rich. If people want to boast, they should boast about this. They should boast that they understand and know me. They should boast that they know and understand that I, the Lord, 
act out of faithfulness, fairness, and justice in the earth, and that I desire people to do these things, saith the Lord. So what exactly is God looking for? He is looking for people that understand him and know him. May I make a suggestion to you? May I please say there is a difference between knowing God and understanding God. You see, the way you come to know God is through faith alone, in Christ alone. And if you have received Jesus Christ as your Savior, I have no doubt that you know God. You might not understand his faithfulness, his fairness, and his justice. For example, the justice of God is the guardian of the righteousness of God. So what the righteousness of God rejects, the justice of God judges. Now, what do I mean by that? The Bible says there are none that are righteous, no, not one. All of our righteousnesses are like a filthy rag in God's eyes. So in spite of how good we try to be, in spite of how moral we try to be, we cannot equal the perfect righteousness of God. So the only way that I can have a relationship with Jesus Christ, the only way, I mean to say, the only way I can have a relationship with God is through Jesus Christ. And therefore the Bible says, he that knew no sin was made sin for us so that we might be made the righteousness of God through him. So how do I become righteous? I believe in Jesus Christ. I receive him as my savior. And his righteousness is given to me. So that when God looks at me, he doesn't see me standing in my righteousness. He sees me standing in Christ's righteousness. And therefore, the justice of God is appeased. The justice of God is satisfied. If it were not for that, I would wind up in the lake of fire. I could not go to heaven on my own righteousness. The Bible clearly says, for by grace are you saved through faith. And it's a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone would brag about it. You're not going to go to heaven because you don't drink. You're not going to go to heaven because you don't smoke. You're not going to go to heaven because you don't cheat on your taxes. You will go to heaven if you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and receive him as your Savior. The Bible clearly says, He that believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And he that believeth not, the wrath of God abides on him already. So you know God. Sure you do. You've trusted in Christ and you know God. But do you understand God? What do you understand about God? If I, if I ask you to teach a class on the character of God, what would you say? Well, you may say, I know God loves me. Well, that's absolutely true. He does love you. He loved you with impersonal love to begin with. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He didn't love you with personal love that was reserved for other members of the Trinity. But he loved you with impersonal love. In other words, 
He was loving you based on who he was, not based on who you were. But once you receive Christ, once you become a member of the body of Christ, the family of God, now you are brought into God's family and he loves you with a personal love. So personal love of God, the Bible says we love God because he first loved us. And then the Bible goes on to say, if we say we love God and hate our brother, we are liars and the truth is not in us. So the mandate about love is unbelievable in the Bible. Some unbelievable concepts and teaching in the Bible. My pastor during the course of his life, 53 years in the pulpit of his church, taught it. And one of the final books he wrote was The Unfailing Love of God. Tremendous book. And it's always available. If you'd like to have it, contact us and we'll tell you where you can get it. The Unfailing Love of God. Anyhow, as we go along in this study, I want you to understand something. If you wish to know God, there's only, uh, understand God. If you wish to understand God, there are four things you must do. I'm going to start with a C, the letter ABC. This is called alliteration. The four C's are communicate, capture, comprehend, and convert. Communicate, capture, comprehend, and convert. All right, now let's break it down. Communicate. This is the job of the man who has the gift of pastor-teacher. Ephesians chapter 4 tells us that God has given the gift, and I'll use the Greek words here, poimen kai didaskalos, pastor and teacher. Poimen kai didaskalos. He's the pastor and teacher. In the Greek New Testament, that is one word. That's not two different words. And the reason that we know that is it's connected with Kai. It doesn't have two definite articles with it. It doesn't say the pastor and the teacher. It says the pastor, Kai, teacher, pastor, teacher. One word. Any man in a pulpit who has this gift is a pastor teacher. His job is to study God's word, present it to you, and by doing that to shepherd your soul. You are sheep. He's the shepherd, and that's his job. In Ephesians 3, verses 7 and 8, Paul talks about this. He talks about his gift and how he came to recognize his gift. And uh, I'll turn there for you a little bit. He says, I became a servant of this gospel according to the gift of God's grace. That's God gave him the gift of pastor-teacher as well as apostle. The gift of God's grace that was given to me by the exercise of his power. To me, less than all the least of all the saints, this grace was given to proclaim to the Gentiles the unfathomable riches of Christ and to enlighten everyone about God's secret plan, a secret that has been hidden for the ages in God who has created all things. By the way, the secret plan is called the mystery doctrine of the church. Christ in you, the hope of glory. 
the Shekinah glory of the Old Testament, Jesus Christ now resides in you. No one ever saw this coming. No one ever stood that before. And now Paul makes it very plain in 1 Corinthians 3 and in 1 Corinthians 6 that we are the temple of God. That is in our bodies that Jesus Christ resides. Christ lives in you as a Christian. If you go back and study about the temple and understand the Shekinah glory of the Old Testament, understand the burning bush that Moses saw, understand who walked with Abraham and spoke, talked with him. It's Jesus Christ. Appearances in the Old Testament, they were all Jesus Christ. And here he is today living in me and living in you. And the Holy Spirit's job is to prepare the tabernacle for him, to clean us up so that he, Christ, lives in us. So that's the job. That's Paul's job. And Paul goes on to say the purpose of this enlightenment is that through the church, the multifaceted wisdom of God should now be disclosed to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly realms. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 12, Paul makes it very clear to Timothy what he's supposed to do. And uh, I'll turn over there and read this one for you also. If I can get the pages unstuck. Excuse me just a minute. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 12. I am grateful to the one who has strengthened me. Christ Jesus our Lord. Because he considered me faithful in putting me into the ministry. Even though I was formerly a blasphemer. And a persecutor. And an arrogant man. But I was treated with mercy because I acted ignorantly in unbelief. And our Lord's grace was abundant, bringing faith and love in Christ Jesus. Amazing. One of the worst men in the world became a qualified pastor teacher. You know, the Bible says that God will often pick the dumb to confound the wise. It's amazing. God doesn't need the strongest. God doesn't need the smartest. God just needs the willing, those who are willing. And so the gift of pastor-teacher is required for the communication of the Word of God. So you're sitting in a church. If you're sitting in a church where there's no qualified pastor-teacher, then you're not going to be fed. And so that's the first. that would be the first thing I would ask my pastor. What's your spiritual gift? Because some of them, they're not going to tell you, hey, I'm a pastor teacher. The gift of pastor teacher is not a fun gift. It requires a lifetime of sacrifice, a lifetime of studying and teaching God's word, and not just a mere one hour a week. I'm talking about consistently on a daily basis teaching the word of God to your flock, shepherding their soul. So if your pastor can communicate the Word of God, if he's prepared, if he's studied, and he can communicate the Word of God to you, then if you are under problem-solving device number two, the filling of the Holy Spirit, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, according to Ephesians 5.18, 
then what your pastor teaches can be converted into understanding. So the, let's go back to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the word, the Greek word used here, it's interesting, it's called pneumatikos. Pneumatikos. It means spiritual phenomena. So the filling of the Holy Spirit is required. If you go to church and you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, this is not going to happen. If your pastor is filled with the Holy Spirit, in other words, he's a well-qualified pastor and he's not out of fellowship with God, he's under control of the Holy Spirit, he's teaching you the Word of God, then you are filled with the Holy Spirit. That Word that he teaches you is, is now the Holy Spirit now teaches it to your human spirit, that part of you that was dead, remember? The part of you that had to be born again, not your body, but your human spirit that died at birth when you were identified with Adam's original sin. So the Holy Spirit teaches your human spirit, and now you comprehend what the pastor taught. So we have communication of the Word of God, the capturing of what was communicated by means of the Holy Spirit, and now you comprehend it. This means that you have academic knowledge. Comprehend it means that you understand what he taught. The Greek word used in this case is gnosis, G-N-O-S-I-S. You know when the Bible says a little bit of knowledge puffeth up? It doesn't mean it's wrong to be smart about the Bible. It means that if all you have is gnosis or academic understanding, then you're going to be arrogant about it. What God is seeking is not just academic understanding. That's the knowing God. He's looking for the understanding part. He wants you to not only know him, but understand him. So what happens is that once the pastor communicates it, once the Holy Spirit captures it, once you comprehend it, there's one other step, and that is you must convert it. You must now take what you have learned, what you have heard, and convert it from gnosis, academic knowledge, to epinosis in the Bible, which gets also translated knowledge in many cases, but it has a preposition in front of it called full knowledge. Full knowledge. And the difference between these two is that one of them is knowledge understood, and the other one is knowledge understood and applied. So it's academic knowledge or it's full knowledge. When you have full knowledge, the only way you can convert knowledge to full knowledge is by faith. So your pastor says, this is what the Bible says, and you now must make a decision. Do you believe it? Because if you believe it, then you will, you will transfer it from your mind where you have academically understood it to your heart where it now will become wisdom. 
wisdom, spiritual phenomenal wisdom. And this is the understanding part. Now you will find that you have the wisdom to understand God. And it is an amazing thing. If you go to the book of Proverbs and go to uh, chapter 3, blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who obtains understanding. That's what we've just been talking about. For her benefit is more profitable than silver, and her gain is better than gold. That's wisdom. She is more precious than rubies, and none of the things you desire can compare with her. That's how phenomenal wisdom is. Listen as I read on to you what it says. Long life is in her hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. That's wisdom. Her ways are very pleasant, and her paths are peaceful. She's like a tree of life to those who obtain her, and everyone who grasps hold of her will be blessed. By wisdom, the Lord laid the foundation of the earth, and he established the heavens by understanding. By his knowledge, the primordial sea was broken open, and the clouds dripped down dew. It's imperative that you understand the wisdom of God. Rejecting the wisdom of God as a nation is total disaster. And that's what America faces today. We face total disaster because we would not listen to God. Listen to Proverbs 1.24. I called, but you refused to listen. I stretched out my hand, but no one paid attention. You neglected all of my advice. You did not comply with my rebuke. And so I will laugh when disaster strikes you. And I will mock you when what you dread comes like a whirlwind. America is in for a rude awakening because we have not communicated God's word. We have not captured it, comprehended it, and converted it into wisdom. Yes, we know God. We don't understand him. And the God that we don't understand is about to give us a serious wake-up call. There is one way out of this dilemma we face as a nation, and it's only through your spiritual life. As goes your spiritual life, so goes the history of America and the future for your children and your grandchildren. You must pick up the Word of God. You must grow to spiritual maturity. You must become the man or the woman that God can use like he used the 300 that Gideon had. That's what he's looking for. Those well-qualified believers that can represent him as members of the pivot. That core group of mature believers that will deliver this nation in time of suffering. And we're headed that way very, very quick. Thank you for being with me today. Don't hesitate to write or contact me if you'd like to. And please pray for me as we prepare for next week. Same time, same place. So until then, this is your host, Rick Hughes, saying thank you for listening to The Flatline. Thank you for listening to The Flatline with your host, Rick Hughes. 
If you'd like to contact Rick, please write to him at P.O. Box 100, Cropwell, Alabama, 35054, or online at www.rickhughesministries.org.